0: As a practical matter, I like the dramatic monologue for its compelling intimacy. To be inside one's character. To register his or her every vagrant thought, emotion, and response. Norman Locke. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing.
1: Welcome to Writing Roots, I'm Lee Hole, And I'm Leigh Today's episode is a little outside of what you might think of as writing for stories, but it's a fascinating study and it's one I feel can travel across to a lot of the other mediums we've talked about this month. We are talking today about monologues, specifically monologues for actors. So writing a
0: story where there's back and forth dialogue, you have a lot of ability to do that call and response. With a monologue, it's all internal. It's one person. So however you write it, whatever situation you're writing it about, there needs to be an internal call and response. It makes it very, very unique. And there's a lot of really good examples out there about
1: monologues. I think probably the most famous monologue would be the Hamlet soliloquy, to be or not to be, is a great example of that internal call and response. Should I do this or should I do that? This is the consequences of the first, but this is the consequences of the second. That internal struggle is a very popular way to structure a monologue.
0: Other common examples include the vagina monologues, which are a very popular, certainly among women, to go to because they're humor about femininity.
1: Recently, Amazon released a TV show that is a series of six single actor monologues, I believe it was six, called Solos, that you find out during the last one they all kind of interact with each other. And of course, you
0: can find examples anywhere online on a lot of websites backstage.com, dailyactor.com, stagemoke.com, com. Basically, all of these resources for new actors to learn and find monologues that they can then use for auditions.
1: And that is your ultimate end game when writing actor monologues. Make it interesting to your actors and to the directors they would be portraying these monologues to during an audition. And that's what makes this so unique is that most
0: monologues are not written for an audience. Most monologues are written for the actor to show off their skills in their range.
1: Now most monologues if you're pitching these to actors or directors or acting classes you'll do them in one-minute segments, two-minute segments, three-minute segments. You're not really going to do more than that, and as a reminder, your math on that is about 150 words per minute.
0: I think it was a class of mine, we had to do a three-minute monologue, and it had to be from some popular media or known media, so you had to take scenes, because known media are usually dialogue back and forth, and find a way to make it a monologue. I remember taking a scene from Doctor Who and making it work as a monologue.
1: All that comes to mind when you're talking about that is the scene from Ant-Man, where the one character is saying, oh, this is everything that happened. And then I was all like, and then she was like, and then back and forth. (laughs) If I had taken that class when Ant-Man was already out, I
0: absolutely would have done a Louise impression. (laughs)
1: Another element that makes this particular style of writing so incredibly unique is that it's for a single character. That's part of what defines it. So there's an internal struggle. It's very rarely an external struggle that puts this story together. To kind of go along with
0: that, the monologue is either the internal struggle or the actor talking to the audience explaining to the audience some kind of struggle or situation that they're in and showing off the actor's range. If everything is butterflies and rainbows, the actor's range is butterflies and
1: rainbows. And again, they will use these for auditions. So actors will be looking at your monologue and want to know a couple of things straight off the bat. First of all, the gender of the character that they will be portraying because they want to make sure that they can be believable as that character. They're also looking to make sure that they're in approximately the right age range. You don't want a 32-year-old actor trying to portray a 12-year-old. This is also something that playwrights will put into the roles, is the gender and the approximate age range. Maybe some physical description of he's a portly guy that wears a bowler hat kind of thing. So when an actor is picking out a monologue to audition for a certain part, they want these bits to line up so that the director can go, yes, I can totally see him as Cornelius Fudge.
0: As we've already said, they're looking for something that exhibits their range, but also they want it to grab their attention. They want it to be interesting and exciting. And curious, one of my favorite monologues was one I did in high school, and it was fun because I was a 30-some-odd-year-old woman in a bar complaining about men, and I was at a time in my life I wanted to complain about men because they were all stupid. So it was something that grabbed my attention to be able to do.
1: Now, if you're considering writing actor monologues, I would definitely encourage you to do it if for nothing else than as an exercise to yourself but there are also some advantages of building this skill set within the actor monologue.
0: First of all, it's a good way to show character growth over a very short span of time. There's changes that need to happen. Again, to show that actor range, to show your writer range, you need to be able to have them start at point A, and by the end of this three-minute-and-the-most monologue, They need to end somewhere else. There needs to have been a change.
1: It's also really good if you're trying to find your character's voice. If this character is just not working for you, write a one minute, a three minute monologue. Spend the first bit of your writing time writing out monologues for this character so you can understand what their voice is before you step into the scene in your novel.
0: And to go along with that, you can use writing prompts to do this, to give yourself a setting or a conflict to be able to write in that character voice and create a monologue from it. And then, like a lot of flash fiction where you introduce the problem, you can leave the solution to the audience's imagination. Another major advantage to writing monologues for actors is that there are so few people writing these that it would become very easy to be a big fish in this little pond. Think of how many people write and publish books on Amazon every single year. But monologues, because they don't get the name recognition and because they are written for actors to use in auditions, There's not that name recognition, but there's still a very good outlet and a way to become very
1: popular in that small niche. I would advise you, if you're going to publish especially more than one book, or if it's all in one book, make sure that they're sorted by that gender, by that time length, because a lot of the books that I picked up when I was studying monologues had, okay, this one is a 20-year-old dude, and then this one's just a 60-year-old lady, and... It was all over the place and it took me a lot of time just navigating the book to find what i was looking for
0: but just like this won't give you name recognition there are a lot of disadvantages that come with writing actor monologues first of all it's difficult it's difficult to show that change that character development in such a short amount of time
1: and it's also very cliche to write what i feel like is an interesting character because the villains always get the monologues. If you're writing a villain character doing this, it's so difficult to craft well without being comedic also. Also
0: writing for a single character is very difficult because it is one person talking and they need to have that back and forth still, that conflict, something that needs to inspire change And you don't have other characters giving their influence to that character. It is just them and
1: themselves in an internal battle over something. And just the physics of writing a monologue can be incredibly difficult. You need to keep track of how they're breathing. You need to keep track of their rhythm of speech so it's easy to memorize. Shakespeare is a really fantastic study of that. And make sure that it's still a logical flow of thought. So, as a good reminder
0: on this one, it is imperative that you, as the writer, are saying this out loud, speaking it out loud, performing it yourself, so that you can better keep track of that breathing and the rhythm to make sure it makes sense when it's performed. The final disadvantage is this isn't going to
1: be your moneymaker. Actors, if they find monologues that they like, they will share them around. But it's very rare that they will pay for them if you have them as blog posts and that kind of thing it'll be quickly shared it's great for building that fandom especially if you're working for screenwriters or stage writers but ultimately it's more about yourself and not the money part of being a writer
0: again actors are looking to be able to show their range So your most common genres for monologues will be your drama, your comedy,
1: and your tragedy. These are easy to have as an internal struggle. Whatever the internal war that's going on in your character is going to fall into one of these categories.
0: And if nothing else... Monologues will be good practice for you. Again, it's good practice to get into the minds of characters. It's good practice to figure out internal conflict and how to make changes quickly. Overall, writing those short flash fiction type things help you develop your skills. So however you choose to go about this, if you choose to write monologues for actors or if you're just doing it for your own practice, make sure that you
1: write selfishly.